0: I think there are a lot of people that don't actually feel the benefits of of this kind of one sided flexibility that that tends to benefit the employer and not the contractor. If the, the kind of balance of power shifts too far, the economy suffers overall.
1: And welcome to the Weekly Economics Podcast. My name is Ellie May O'Hagan, filling in for Kirsty Styles this week. Food delivery company Deliveroo was in the news last week, and I'm joined by Alice Martin, researcher at the New Economics Foundation, to talk about the Deliveroo driver's strike. They work for one of the UK's fastest growing tech companies, but are in protest over pay.
0: We're here working seven days a week for Deliveroo. We're out here all day, all night, working, working, working. Now, work like this is considered
1: part of the gig economy. Standoff raises the issue of regulation and protection for such jobs. They don't get sick pay or holiday pay because their contracts say they are self employed.
0: I think companies like Deliveroo are actually being more progressive. There's a lot of we around this. These workers effectively don't know how much they're going to be paid.
1: to listen individually. Okay, hi Alice and welcome back to the podcast. So last time you were a guest host, this time I'm a guest host. But this week you're in the hot seat and we've got you on to talk about Deliveroo. So let's start with you explaining, what is Deliveroo? Uh,
0: Well, it is a courier service um, that basically allows people to get restaurant food delivered to their house if they want it. So it's a bit like Uber, um, the taxi service that people might have heard of, where couriers use their own bikes or maybe a moped or a motorbike to deliver the orders it's really popular in big cities so probably if you live in like London Manchester Birmingham you'll have seen delivery drivers and cyclists all over town with their backpacks on but it is growing as well in in smaller cities and towns uh, across the UK so Plymouth Gateshead Swindon they all have delivery now delivery is sometimes described as being part of the gig economy so what does that mean? It means, uh, and I don't really like the term, but it means that the work you get is a bit like a gig. So it's sporadic. You kind of work job by job. So you might be part time or you could dedicate a whole week to getting as many gigs or or jobs as you can in that week to live off. You tend to use your own equipment to work if you're in the gig economy. So like Uber drivers use their own cars, delivery couriers use their own bikes. They also use their own phone data. So when they're out and about on the streets and they have to receive the orders, uh, they need their phone on them with their data turned on so they can do that. So are companies in the gig
1: economy like Deliveroo and Uber, they're just sort of the connectors that connect the client to the to the service provider?
0: Um, it's a bit more than that because by signing up to be a delivery driver, you do have to sort of, you wear the brand, you actually do have to sign up to set shifts like a minimum number of hours per week. So they're not, they're playing a bit more of a role. They are a bit like an employer, but they're just based online. They're based through an app rather than sort of meeting face-to-face like you might do with, with your boss usually.
1: So it's a bit more than freelance, but a bit less than full employment. Yeah. And do you get it's in like... in a murky
0: middle ground. <laughs> and you don't get... Do you get
1: like um, sick pay and... No, Holidays. you don't get any
0: of those, and that's part of the issue. Uh, you might have seen that, that delivery has been in the news uh, this week or over the last couple of weeks, actually. So drivers in some parts of London uh, have been on strike for six consecutive days um, opposing a new contract. Um, others have been on strike as well to to support the action. The reason, uh, basically, that the new contract, they, they opposed it uh, because it took away their regular hourly pay so they were getting paid seven pounds an hour plus one pound per delivery and the proposed kind of trial new contract that was been being, in, being introduced in some areas of London some busy areas was that rather than getting any sort of hourly pay the drivers would get 3 pounds 75 I think it is per delivery which might be great if you're in a busy area and you're just using the delivery job to maybe top up your pay on another job and you can just go on a Friday night and deliver all the burgers you can and earn as many £3.75 as you can but for people who are doing the job as their you know as their main income who are working throughout the week and, and will need to work quiet periods as well it could mean that they're driving around in the rain and not actually coming away with any money at the end of it.
1: Okay, so that sounds pretty bad, but Deliveroo, the company, the management, says that drivers would earn more money as a result of these changes. So what's the problem?
0: Yeah, so the company's argument was that in busy periods and in busy areas of the city, the new contract would probably work out better for some drivers. But the drivers saw this as really risky. They wanted to keep the security of of, of having an hourly rate. Um, I spoke to one of the strikers actually earlier in the week, and they said... They just felt the new contract was playing staff off against each other because it meant some staff would be able to cram and earn lots of money. Whereas others, as I mentioned, if you're kind of working throughout the week and you have to be there in quiet periods, might come away with, with absolutely no money or very little money. So it, it wasn't seen by the drivers as as a good deal.
1: So their argument then, the drivers, is that it removes stability and consistency.
0: Exactly. Like they only have a bit of stability anyway, because the £7 an hour is actually below the, the minimum wage, which is seven twenty for London. Drivers were getting £6 an hour outside of London, which again is below the, the national minimum wage. But at least that meant that they were having an hourly salary coming out of the job, whereas with this new trial contract, they wouldn't have that.
1: So how, I don't understand how they can be paid less than the national minimum wage. Is that because it's topped up by deliveries?
0: Yeah, so on on the whole, you would hope to do at least one delivery per hour, meaning you would just go over the, the minimum wage. But because delivery drivers, cyclists, whatever you want to call them, aren't actually considered as employees, they're considered as self-employed people, uh, the company delivery aren't actually required necessarily to pay them. The minimum wage and this is really a kind of a, a bigger issue that's emerging with this whole gig economy platform work tech work kind of world is that many of the people involved the drivers the uber drivers the delivery couriers are being asked to sign up as self-employed meaning that they don't get the minimum wage they don't get things like sick pay or holiday pay and basically they're kind of out on their own if The company wants to change anything about their contract, about their status. They don't really have any any comeback.
1: It sounds like what you're saying there is that this could be a kind of tip of the iceberg. That, um, you know, these sorts of contracts that Deliveroo are going to introduce could be adopted by other companies in the gig economy. Like, is
0: that a risk? Yeah, well, really, you know, it puts the company in the driving seat to such an extent that they could just change your contract as and when they wanted um essentially uber drivers have have already taken issue with this there's a court case going on at the moment that's supported by gmb union Um, and they're basically taking uber to court to try and prove that they are actually employees you know they're working they're working only for uber they're not they're not sort of individual taxi drivers who are also working for other firms they're working for uber and they want things like like sick pay and they want things like a like a entitlement to a minimum wage uber are maintaining the the line that the drivers are in fact partners which means they don't have to kind of meet those those kinds of conditions but that that type of false self-employment isn't isn't actually anything new um it's kind of come to head again now with uber cases but in the construction sector here in the UK, it's been rife for years, you know, construction workers have taken issue with their um, employers over the fact that they're being forced to uh, sign up as self-employed and are therefore kind of working year in, year out without any sort of sick pay or holiday pay.
1: Okay, but some people say that, I mean, there is this argument that, like, these contracts can be really useful because they're really flexible, and some people like having flexibility in their work patterns, I mean, is that right? What do you think of that argument?
0: Yeah, I think I think some people do. Um, but there always needs to be a balance, you know, you need to know that you've got some way to kind of come back and defend yourself if if your your pay or your conditions are being changed. And actually, I think there are a lot of people that aren't don't actually feel the benefits of, of this kind of one sided flexibility that, that tends to benefit the employer and not the contractor. The Office of National Statistics actually last month came out with a report on part-time self-employment and they've they've kind of measured the sharp rise in part-time self-employment, the, the type of work that, you know, these delivery drivers are doing. Um, and they found that while some people are taking on this kind of work as a supplement to their main job and they might be happy to kind of have that flexibility, a lot of people, and particularly young men, they found, are showing high levels of dissatisfaction with the, the, the type of contract that they're on, so they're not satisfied with part-time self-employment. And the ONS kind of speculated that this is probably because they're taking on the work out of necessity, not out of choice. So they were moving from being unemployed to being self-employed on a part-time basis and they're not happy about it. It's not a free choice, it's, it doesn't feel flexible.
1: Okay so can you tell us what the result of this strike has been and is that likely to have any impact beyond this individual industrial dispute
0: Um yeah so the strikers have had a partial win with it you know which is big news really they got a lot of media attention they've managed to push the company back on part of the plan to impose this new contract, but it isn't, you know, it isn't a solid win. It feels a little bit like the company are maybe just holding off the worst and, and sort of trying to recover from the bad media attention that they've been getting. Um, but beyond that that case, it's big news really for for the economy and the, the labour market more broadly. It's quite obvious now that no one wins if there is like a race to the bottom with wages and conditions. And the economy certainly doesn't win. Um, We did some research last year here at NEF to show that if the the kind of balance of power shifts too far in favour of companies rather than their employees, the economy suffers overall because more money ends up sort of sitting in bank accounts of, of big multinational companies rather than in the pockets of the people that they employ being spent back into the economy, whether it's in Manchester or Swindon or wherever it is that these Deliveroo drivers or Uber drivers are working, it's good if they have good pay, it's good economically. There are signs that the government themselves are starting to recognise that point. So the new Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy did respond to this delivery case um, and what they said was that all workers must be paid the national living wage of £7.20 an hour unless a court or HM Revenue and Customs is able to define them as self-employed. So what that is actually doing is shifting the burden of proof away from the employee, which it, it, so it currently sits with, If you know, if I want to become a delivery driver, I have to declare myself self-employed and I have to sign up as that with Deliveroo. What that statement implies is that it should actually be Deliveroo the company Looking and having to prove in court that all of their drivers are actually self-employed, and, and that's a more difficult thing to do, especially when you're requiring people to um, work regular hours each week, like, like delivery does. So it's, it feels like there's a bit of a tide change potentially happening, and this delivery strike is, you know, part of the catalyst for it. So it's a good thing.
1: But could there be ways that the gig economy is good for the economy?
0: Yeah, definitely. Basically, as we're moving more and more towards this type of automated work where staff are are sort of casually contracted, we do need to think of new ways to properly lift and assure pay and, and conditions across the board. So it's not a case of just sort of stamping out these kind of new forms of working, but just finding ways to provide them, facilitate them in a way that the balance of power isn't weighted so heavily in favor of the companies. So that might be through having a collective bargaining structure nationally that is carried out by sector so that, you know, if you're working in the retail sector or the service industry, you will have your paying conditions lifted along with others in that sector. And I think it also requires sort of our trade unions to to continue the work that they're doing, taking on the kind of big giants like United are doing at the moment with um, Sports Direct or GMB are doing with Uber, but also potentially allowing new forms of, of collectivization to emerge, so maybe a union for freelancers or a kind of form of, of app work that allows the workers to have more say over their paying conditions. So yeah, I think, I think it's an exciting time and I think these new kind of forms will hopefully emerge, but in the meantime it's important that Workers like delivery Strikers are actually going out, taking action in the way that they are to ensure that the, the balance of power doesn't shift too far in the wrong way. Thanks so much for coming in, Alice, and telling us all about
1: Deliveroo. It's been really interesting. And I'm sure if you keep listening, there'll be more about this in the future.
0: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
1: Kirsty Styles will be back as usual next week. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you want to hear and tweet us with questions or comments. You can find us on Twitter at Weekly Econ Pod. To get new episodes every Monday morning, you can subscribe for free on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud, or you'll find us in the podcast app of your choice. Thanks to everyone who's left a rating or review on iTunes. It really helps other people discover the show.
0: The Weekly Economics Podcast is brought to you by the New Economics Foundation an independent think tank and charity that campaigns for a fairer, sustainable economy. Find out more and get involved at neweconomics.org.